0: Hi, I'm Darren Wright. And I'm Tim Beadle. Welcome to Disciple Making. Hey! Welcome back to Disciple Making. I'm Darren Wright, and I'm here again with my friend Tim Chesterton. Uh, Tim, you may recall, I did an episode a while back around. What was the topic Tim what was our actual topic
1: disciple making in an Anglican perspective
0: exactly and so in a way this this is a bit of an extension of that a bit of a um, you know uh, side topic to that and we are talking about something called the daily office and I've got to admit Tim you know to my uh type a evangelical ears that sounds rather administrative a hmm. daily office it sounds it sounds like something I know it's not did you just start by explaining what you mean and what we're talking about here when we talk about the daily office
1: i'd be delighted to do that darren and i i said to darren before we started the interview that two subjects really close to my heart are disciple making and the daily office and so i'm really happy to be uh here again today to talk about that office uh, comes from the latin word officium which actually means duty And so the daily office is um, a form of prayer which has evolved down through the centuries in Christianity based on the idea of regularity and something that is structured uh, and gives shape to a prayer life so that the prayer life is not totally dependent on my own emotional energy but Mm -hmm. can be supported by uh, an ordered way of reading scripture, an ordered way of praying uh, in the context of a community, whether that community is all gathered in one place or whether the community is scattered in different places but is using the same forms of prayer to support each other, that was probably a longer answer than you actually wanted to that question but
0: <laughs> no that's that's actually a very good answer because it lays down some context and so it's it has deep roots uh you know pre pre- anglican roots in a sense they're really yeah. historical Christian idea and you know in in, in and not just the evangelical world. We do talk about this this thing of daily devotions, reading your Bible and praying. How would you kind of compare and contrast the daily office with that idea?
1: Um, well, I think that um, if it's okay with you, I'd like to just maybe step back and talk a little bit more about those roots, and, For then, sure. and then and then it might it might become clearer in terms of uh, comparing and contrasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are indications in Scripture of prayer being associated with certain times of the day, you know, like the, 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 the hour of the evening sacrifice, or Peter and John went to the temple to pray at the, at the afternoon uh, prayers or things like that. So even in pre-Christian Judaism, it seems as if there was um, certain times of the day that were associated with prayer and, and worship. And in the book of Psalms, and Psalm 119, one of the verses says seven times a day, you know, do I pray, uh, mm-hmm. pray to you. Right. Um, so, um, in the early, uh, in the early Christian centuries, uh, pre Constantine, of course, when there wasn't a lot of opportunity for public gathering, um, those hours of prayer tended to be observed privately. So one of the church fathers, I can't remember who it was mentions, uh, somewhere about a custom that Christians in their own homes would pray the Lord's prayer together three times a day. Um, but when Christianity began to be able to go public, then pretty soon those hours of prayer uh, began to be observed publicly. Um, and uh, the Psalms became associated with them very early on. Hmm. And uh, You know, I think oftentimes when we read back into about prayer in the Bible, we tend to read our own experience of prayer into those Bible stories, you know. So if we've been used to a very extemporary free form of prayer, we tend to assume that that's what they were doing. And um, but... um one thing we do know about uh, the uh, the first century A.D. is that Christians and Jewish people had a, a prayer book already with 150 prayers in it, um, mm. which which um, you know wasn't something they were reading in their daily devotions because most of them couldn't own Bibles or printed Bibles, but but those Psalms were in regular use in worship in the in the temple and in other Jewish con- contexts. They were on Jesus' lips. Um, we we, off, we find him in the Gospels. Even on his darkest hour on the cross, the words of the Psalms come naturally to his lips. So obviously it's something which he had internalized and made his own and everything. And so um, what ha- happens gradually over the centuries is that that develops into two sort of different directions. There's a daily office which evolves in monasticism for, for people who are living in community as monks or nuns. And uh that tends to be much more demanding in terms of literacy and in terms of how much content there is. So when St. Benedict puts together his rule for the monks um, in the 6th or 7th century, he expects that they'll read through all 150 Psalms together once a week, um, okay. seven times a day gathering together for prayer based largely on the Psalms. Um, lots more variety because those people were more literate. Where, but there's also a much more simple form of the office, which is sometimes called the cathedral office, which is um, maybe just once or twice a day. And ordinary Christians who are much less literate are encouraged to come to that. And it's it's just a few um, psalms which are used more frequently, a few prayers which are easily memorized, that kind of thing. But what you get from it, Darren, um, which... I think maybe the character of it is that is that it's fundamentally a communal form of prayer. Okay. And when Christians use it by themselves they're using it still as an extension of the community, right? Just uh, so the community is praying the same psalms, the community is listening to the same scriptures, um the community is praying at the, praying at the same time. Prayers tend to be in the in the first person plural rather than in the first person singular like the Lord's prayer, our mm-hmm. father, not yes, my yes. father, right? Um so uh, whereas i mean like you um as as a young evangelical kid i was raised on the on the quiet time um where which which is very much a private form of prayer you know go into your room lock uh, shut the door pray to your father who is in secret open your your printed bible which we're fortunate to have because most christians down through the centuries haven't had access to a printed bible but but we do um you know read the scripture privately pray privately um entirely from your own I don't know whether in your expression of the quiet time there were any sort of set prayers, what, like whether the Lord's Prayer would be included in it or or what. There certainly weren't in mine. You know, it was all, you were sort of adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. There was an outline, but yes. I was dependent upon my own resources to kind of fill that outline, which I, I, saw, I got used to, but I, I must admit I found it a bit intimidating when I first started off. So mm. anyway, again, that's perhaps a longer answer to a shorter yeah, question. No,
0: that, that's, that's an excellent context, Tim. And, you know, in, in a way it seems to me that what we call devotions might be, uh, when you talk about the sense of duty or whatever, or just, you know, the structure, it's, it's an unstructured structure. In other words, the, the idea of a daily devotions has a sense of regularity to it, yeah. but the, devo- the, the actual, what we're doing at that time sounds a lot less structured typically than what you're describing in the daily office. Yeah. And something you said, though, right at the end, I want us to make sure we either come back to or or remember that it can be intimidating to have this blank space saying, and saying, especially to a new believer, you know, quote, spend time with God. Yes. Or do your devotions. Like, what do I do? And that's where I think uh, what you're going to be talking about here is a daily office might actually have some real benefit.
1: I think so. I think so. And I think that um, I found that to be very helpful that, uh, but, we started a few years ago at St. Margaret's producing something that we called the simple daily office. Um, I mean, in our Anglican tradition, we, um, from the 1662 Book of Common Prayer, we evolved a tradition of daily morning prayer and evening prayer based around an ordered system of reading the Psalms and uh, and scripture lectionary and some also some other prayers from the Bible, like the Song of Mary, um, you know, when she finds out that she's pregnant and uh, the song of Simeon and uh, the song of Zechariah uh, from the Gospel of Luke and things like that. So those are sort of biblical prayers which uh, have been included historically. Um, but in the last few years, the Anakin daily offices around the world have been actually getting a bit more complicated. Um, mm-hmm. People have been adding lots of alternatives and lots of seasonal variations and things like that. And that's fine if you're a professional daily office person who knows your stuff but a lot of people find that even more intimidating so we produced a simple daily office which is just basically one folded sheet um you know and it's the bare essentials like an, an introduction an opening section from psalm 95 or psalm 100 and then read your psalms read your scriptures put in a little little bit of your own particular prayers and then ending with some set prayers and the lord's prayer and mm-hmm. and I find that just that f- little framework with just enough to get you going, yeah, yeah. you know, may, means that it's it, it it people seem to find it easier to generate something um, when they've got that little little framework there, which is why I I li- I, I like the connection between discipleship, making disciples, and the daily office. Mm. It's fundamental to disciples to me that they learn to pray, but people need a lot of help with that. Uh, mm. I find so the office sometimes makes it. I mean, I'm using this term, the office. Um, yes. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because um, there are so many different forms of, 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 of daily office. But some form of daily office, I find, just makes it easier for people to, to get going in the life of prayer.
0: No, that's excellent. And, and we'll walk through that maybe a little more detail in a second. Just a question I had that surfaced here, Tim, was what kind of historical relationship is there between, between the daily office and, say, Methodism? You know, what the Wesleys did as far as the structure you know some some of the structure to their disciple making processes.
1: That's a very good question. That that I I'm not very um, well educated in, in in that tradition. Actually, I know of course the the title Methodist was actually given to John and Charles Wesley and George Whitfield before they were Methodists. Um, what we would call today Methodists. I mean, and they were, they went they started off, interestingly enough, John and Charles Wesley and George Whitfield started off as very high church Anglicans. Mm, okay. And uh, like fasting and regular hours of prayer and daily communion and all those kinds of things which have been associated with the more Catholic tradition, that was something that they um, were doing when they were at Oxford University as students together. And people watched them and, and said, boy, these people are very methodical in their <laughs> in their Christian <laughs> yeah. life, which is where the term Methodist originally came from. Now, of course, the Wesleys and Whitfield um didn 't stay in that very very high church tradition they moved in a more sort of evangelical gospel uh, tradition but you can certainly see in in Wesley's very careful planning for how he would uh, connect people to small groups um, mm-hmm. for discipleship and and for uh, uh, mutual accountability and things like that that uh, that he was not averse to structure you know right. he he certainly believed in the work of the Holy Spirit but he, he also believed that structure can be a real help to to um, to for pe- to people to respond to what the spirit is doing but i don't oh, yeah. know whether whether wesley provided set forms of prayer for his um i mean okay this comes to me now of course <laughs> of course we know that, that that charles wesley was a fantastic writer of hymns <laughs> yeah. you know and and hymns of course are and our written prayers really? Um, mm-hmm. So we we, tend, we don't tend to see them in the same category, and people who are allergic to set prayers don't seem to be allergic to set hymns. You know, um, mm-hmm. that's, that seems to be a different category. But uh, so that's a beautiful form of of, um, uh, of communal prayer.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's that's helpful. Uh, you know, I, I think it's well known that one of the reasons we have, you know, Wesleyism and not Whitfieldism is because of Wesley's structure. Yeah. Like it yeah. was that structure, you know, and that, in a sense, that structured accountability and expectation that really gave that movement some legs.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, you know, even though they're very similar theologically and everything else, although Whitfield was sounds like was perhaps a better preacher, but there mm-hmm. wasn't the structure to kind of capture the fruit of that movement. So, yes. uh, yeah, it might be worth a little more digging on my part just to see the relationship there. Well, mm-hmm. well Tim, maybe it'd be helpful just to walk through again, you, you kind of went through an outline, mm-hmm. to walk through in some measure, uh, if you were to instruct, well, instruct me. Instruct me in 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 uh, doing a daily office or a morning office, whatever you see. How would you kind of explain it to me, or even if you have some examples handy, something like that?
1: I'd start from the middle and work out. Okay. So um the the in in the in the form it's taken in our Anglican tradition, the heart of a daily office is the reading of the Psalms and the reading of Scripture, and so and we have lectionaries which guide us in that which is so we don't choose our own scripture readings i look it up in the book and today it's psalm 66 and 67 are the psalms for the day and then there's an old testament reading and a new testament reading so they are the heart of of that and um the lectionaries don't read through the every single verse of scripture um, the one that we use in the Anglican Church of Canada now, reads through almost all of the New Testament and about half of the uh, Old Testament. Okay. Um, so, you know, it will skip some of the um, long passages and the prophets declaring judgment on the nations and all those
0: kinds and is, of Is things. that a two-year cycle, or what's the cycle it on is that?
1: A, it is a two-year cycle. Yeah. And that's a, that's actually a less rigorous form of the original Anglican lectionary, which was the whole Bible in one year and the Book okay. of Psalms once a month. Um, our modern one that we use now takes through, takes issue through the book of Psalms in about seven weeks, um, and, uh, which I find actually quite doable. And it means I'm not rushing, you know, I can give pay more attention to individual Psalms that way. Um, so morning and evening, it's set up that way. Uh, so, so yes, that, that scripture engagement is at the heart of the office. And then you've got preparation for that. So typically it's a form of praise to begin the day or to end the day. And lots of that comes from the Psalms also. Like the office that I use pretty well every day begins, Lord, open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Oh God, make speed to save us. Oh Lord, make haste to help us. Those are verses from the Psalms. And then there's a, there's a, there are one or two what we call invitatory Psalms, which are good opening Psalms, which are used every day. One of them is Psalm 95. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. That is shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. That's an invariable, that one and Psalm 100 are, sort of alternate back and forth between them as opening psalms. So that's the preparation. Then there's the, the daily psalms that are set for the day, the scriptures that are set for the day. If you're doing a public daily office, it's not usual to have any kind of a sermon. Um, you know, it's just, it's just to let the scripture speak for itself. Let the, mm. let the, um, psalms speak for themselves. When I'm using the daily office as a private form of prayer, I would add some sort of a lectio divina or, um, like a meditation on a, a verse or two or things like that. Um, and I find online. With our with our uh, uh, daily morning prayer, people actually enjoy a two or three minute devotion, just based yeah. on something from. Can the we just, part,
0: just just stick there for one second? I, I think what you've done there with your daily office during restricted times, it yeah. sounds like it's been very helpful for your people, and and it works really well online. It sounds like
1: it does. It does. Yes, I I mean we've been doing that. I'll come back to the structure, or should I should I finish the structure and then just come back? Sure, let's structure?
0: do that. Yep, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. So then. After I finish the encounter with scripture, then there 's an opportunity where we can bring our own prayers and and the daily office offices um, provide some resources there there are litany forms of prayer where where you sort of the leader would do some petition and they then end with a Lord in your mercy and people respond, hear our prayer mm-hmm. or something like that, or you can do something completely unstructured based around the old acts formula that we've talked around uh, there right so however long you, it doesn 't have to be long you know um, uh, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever you want to do. At that point, uh, opportunity to bring your own uh, particular uh, prayers or concerns of confession or thanksgiving or whatever, um, or something that grows naturally out of the scripture for the day as well. You know, and then something set at the end. I mean, there's a there are some uh, lovely prayers uh, to sort of close the. I'm just going to. I should have had this um, ready here. But there are some beautiful prayers that are based around the time of day um which uh, are good closing prayers like for instance this one for the morning. um where are we now mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hm. i can't find it i should have had this this is where oh there we are lord god almighty and everlasting father you have brought us in safety to this new day preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin or be overcome by adversity. And in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's a beautiful summary prayer. and I, I don't find it hard to, to read stuff into that, you know, from my own mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. experience. Um, so I find that um I could probably have actually recited it from memory because I've used it uh, so often, but I didn't yeah. want to risk sort of, sort of uh, making a mistake there. And then just conclu- concluding with the Lord's Prayer, which is a nice kind of... I, I I think of the Lord's Prayer at that point as saying, Lord, if there's anything important I've forgotten, here's the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> and it'll call it kind of sum it all up, right? Um, so that's basically the form that our simple daily office takes. And um, as I say, we were actually making that material available to our people before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so to answer your question about what we've done online, I mean, as soon as COVID hit and we were all sort of basically stuck indoors, it really struck me that we needed to find some ways of helping people to pray together. and um, I knew some people were doing it on Facebook, um, and so I learned how to do that. And we simply uh, emailed out to everybody on the parish list a copy of the simple daily office and a copy of the daily lectionary so they could look up the Bible readings. and we basically said, eight thirty in the morning, nine fifteen at night, uh, join us on Facebook and um the, i mean we can't hear you <laughs> you who are joining us but you can hear us and uh, you know pray along with us and and uh, read the scriptures with us and uh, send in any prayer requests that you might have and uh, we'll keep doing it so we did that for about a year and mm-hmm. uh, at, at that point in time those of us who were leading it were finding twice a day a bit a, a bit much for us um to sustain so we just uh, moved it to just in the morning but we still make the material available for people if they want to do the evening in their own home. And I know that there are quite a few people who do that either excellent. as individuals or as, you know, in, in, in a, a couple might pray together or things like that. So,
0: yeah. Oh, very nice. No, that, that That's excellent. That was a good, a good adaptation. It sounded like it was relatively easy to do. You know, yes. you already had the structure there, so it wasn't a radical change yeah. and people were already kind of, kind of embracing that. And I, I just think that's, I've seen churches that did a little bit more online in general, mm-hmm. not necessarily that, you know, in, in, in my world, seem to have done better from a ministry yeah. standpoint. Just yeah. connectivity and keeping yeah. people engaged, there was room for a little bit more than just replacing the Sunday service, for instance.
1: Yes. And, um, I mean, one thing, one 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 comment really sticks out to me. There's an old gentleman who's in his 90s who was born in India who attends our morning prayer every day, and he's a lifelong Anglican but like many lifelong anglicans hasn't always been good at reading the bible for himself um but he emailed me um a, a, a few months back and said since i've been coming to morning prayer i've heard portions of the bible that i've never heard in my life oh, and it's wow. really made a difference it's really made a difference so you know that's, that's
0: a well that's a, that's 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 encouraging to hear something like that mm-hmm. let's talk a bit then now you've already kind of alluded to this and i think we can extrapolate a bit but how have you seen, or do you conceivably see this feeding into a disciple-making emphasis?
1: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I think there are a couple of things which I would say about that. The first is that even if you pray it by yourself, the daily office is fundamentally a communal form of prayer. Hmm. You know, um, so it's it's about knowing that the community is praying with you and using a similar forms. Um, knowing that that's actually fundamental. And I actually personally believe that that is the fundamental form of prayer in the Bible, communal prayer. You know, mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with private prayer. And, and obviously, of course, Jesus encourages us to pray privately. But the communal form of prayer seems to be uh, fundamental, I think. So I think that um, as disciples, um, we we are called to be together in that, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jesus, Jesus calls disciples to follow him. And, um, they don't just have to learn to get along with him. They have to learn to get along with each other as well. Mm-hmm. And so you've got, um, you know, you've got Matthew the tax collector who works for the, the, the Roman government, maybe. And you've got Simon the zealot who's part of a terrorist organization that's dedicated to overthrowing the Roman government. Um, but they're sitting around the same campfire traveling with Jesus and, um, they have to learn to find the commonalities, right? And to learn to get along with each other. So I think discipleship is fundamentally communal, um, mm. and uh, and because the daily office is fundamentally communal, I think that that um, is a really, to me, there's a real congruence about that that kind of yes. goes along with it. And also, I think that one gift that the daily office gives us, and one gift that the Psalms give us, is the gift of learning to be led in prayer. Mm. You no, know, I maybe I maybe don't have to start the prayer time with a with a, with with having to make it all up myself i can follow somebody else's leading so maybe i'm reading a psalm for the day which is angry maybe the psalmist is really shaking his fist at god and saying you know why is this happening or maybe the the psalmist is angry at his enemies and even threatening vengeance on uh, you know with with babies having their heads smashed against the rock and things mm. like that mm-hmm. and maybe as i'm praying that as part of the daily office I'm asking myself the question, okay, that's maybe not true for me, but maybe there's other disciples around the world who are in those situations where their city's just been burned to the ground by an invader hmm. who are just feeling so desperately angry and lost and everything. And so I'm joining. my job as a disciple is to come alongside them and join in their prayer for, on that particular day. So it's not the prayer that I would have chosen, but it's the prayer I'm led into that hmm. day <laughs> because of what the psalm has to say on that day. And I think that's really another way another way of saying like denying myself and and following the leading of the Holy Spirit and say, well, the Spirit might have a different idea for this prayer time than 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 I had.
0: Oh, that's that's beautiful. So well said, Tim. You know, and the individualism, something you said earlier, you know, apart from my emotions, there is Mm -hmm. a structure that pulls me in. And you add the communal aspect to that. Mm -hmm. So you've got the content of the, you know, the, the office itself as well as the fact that others are engaging perhaps in the same thing. There's yeah. this dual motivation to engage uh, yes. that pulls us outside of ourselves, yeah. pulls us into yeah. a larger community and engages us with the Word and with the yeah. Spirit and with the body, yeah. whether we, in a sense, quote, feel like it or not right now.
1: That's absolutely right. And I think that the hours of prayer makes that really, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and everybody who has tried to pray regularly has felt this, Right. Where you get up in the morning and you think, "Oh my goodness, the last thing I want to do this morning is pray," you know, <laughs> and and those of us who've been doing it for a while n- know that that's just something you have to learn to push through. Um, and if you can push through it and do it anyway, usually by the time you've finished your prayer time, you'll you'll be in a better space, right? And I yeah. just find that the structure of the daily office makes it so much easier to push through that mm-hmm. because it's. I don't have to manufacture the beginning of it. The beginning of it, it's all there: the acts of praise, the psalms, and everything like that. And once yeah. I'm into the psalms or the scriptures, then you know the things are things are flowing nicely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Now, you know, now I realize. Go ahead, Tim. You I say,
1: you know, uh, it, it, I'm remembering a comment which I read from an, a, a Russian Orthodox bishop, Anthony Bloom, where he said that there are two situations in which it's really easy to prayer to pray. One is where you're feeling very thankful for something, and the other is when you're feeling desperate. Hmm. Right? In the in-between space, it's sometimes not as easy easy to pray, and and maybe sometimes in that in-between space some of us get bored with prayer, and that's where a structure can help us. Hmm. You know, we're, not, we're not jumping for joy. We're not desperate. We just need to pray, and the structure yeah. can help us. Oh, beautiful.
0: Yeah, and I know we're just scratching the surface and you've, you know, you've only really peeled back the first layer of what I know you've got on this. Mm. And I and thought I had, maybe this is for future consideration. I think it, maybe it might make sense to him to do a future call where you actually walk through, you actually lead, lead yeah. us through an office.
1: And, and, and if, if people who are listening to today are interested and if they have access to Facebook, they can go to facebook.com slash St. Margaret's Edmonton uh, that's S-T-M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T-S Edmonton. And, and, um, all of the daily services that we've done there are still archived there under oh, the videos. So people can have a look and see just what the structure looks like. Um, and, uh, and they'll, if they sort of, uh, um, scroll down a few posts, they'll, they'll probably find a, a, a Google Drive link for the actual daily office itself and, and those kinds of things. So, But yeah, I'd love to uh, certainly get together on a podcast and actually pray through a daily office. That'd be a lovely yeah. thing to do. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, well, thanks for sharing that resource. That's that. I'll put a link in the notes on that, and that yeah. people can find more resources, they can find actual examples, and I'm sure they could connect with you some way if they needed to there as well. well that would be, be a good catch-all. Yeah. I've been that's, delighted that's to terrifying.
1: have a conversation with people.
0: Well, thanks, Tim. Again, I know we've just really pulled back the veil a little bit on this one, and uh, I, will, I will certainly track you down for a future walkthrough of an office. I think it'd be helpful to have a really concrete example within the podcast itself. And uh, in the meantime, uh, thanks for doing what you do and for pouring into a different community, a different circle of believers, and uh, appreciate so much, and thanks for taking the time today. Thank you, Darren. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to imakedisciples.com or christfollowerdna.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.